0: just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Earth Keepers podcast. This season, I'm welcoming a series of thought-provoking guests to the show to discuss where exactly humanity is headed and how can we collectively create the future we'd like to see we began the season by discussing ideas around creativity, storytelling, songwriting, and myth to begin to imagine new realities here on Earth before hearing from guests who were creatively working with sound, crystals, light, animals, and sacred geometry to help us remember how our reality here on Earth actually works and how we can creatively bring some of this ancient future technology into our daily lives. As we're nearing the end of the season, I'd like to bring it full circle back to where we started, but with some thoughts, ideas, and guests rooted deeply into the earth. It is my deep hope that these conversations will stir something within you, or perhaps light a spark in your imagination for what you might be able to bring forward from the depths of your soul into this reality. I think it's going to take all of our ideas, visions, and inspired action to arrive at this unknown future timeline. So, My hope is that this season inspires you to bring your own bit of magic into the world to help usher in what's next for us all. Before we get into this week's episode, if you're feeling inspired to go deeper and want to support the work it takes to bring this podcast to life, I'd love to have you join me in the Earth Tenders Academy. The Earth Tenders Academy is my online course and community where you can learn more about the history and energy of the community that you live in, hold space for the healing of humanity and nature. Remember more about your specific gifts and role with the earth, and see the true magic held in your everyday environment. I invite you to step into this portal with me and hundreds of other earth tenders from around the world. Tap the link in the show notes to learn more about the Earth Tenders Academy, and join us in this beautiful community. And now, on with the show. Have you heard of the contumble, or Little people from the Dagara tribe in Burkina Faso. Their medicine and ways were brought to the West by Elder Maladoma Somme over the past 30 years. The little people are known by many names across many cultures and are recognized as leprechauns, fairies, gnomes, and more. Their medicine and its message is universal in nature. They are the original stewards of the earth and bringers of culture to humanity. They've always been a part of this world, and now, more than ever, they want to reconnect with humanity to guide us through the transformational times that we're in. Often the contumble speak on behalf of all nations of little people. Messages from these little relatives come in through the form of poetry, playful riddles, and in the magic of threes. Their mother tongue is a language as old as earth, and it brings healing to both our body and our spirit. They come to us with hearts committed to repair, repairing the rifts we've experienced by being born into a world so broken. They show us how we may tenderly mend our ancient bridges to the other world. Their wisdom meets our hearts, seeing and seeding the dreams of change for generations to come opening our hearts to the Contumbly can be a deeply profound and healing experience. And my guest today is initiated contumely voice diviner, artist, and poet, Aislinn Kirkhart. Aislinn and I have connected through our social media accounts over the past few years and often find that the messages we're receiving and the work that we're doing is aligned. So I was excited to have her join us here on the podcast to share more about her work with the Contumbly and the Earth. I laughed as soon as we got on Zoom together for this discussion and realized we were both wearing yellow. I had a clear message to choose that color when I got dressed that day, and when I pointed it out, Aislinn said that the Cantumbly love yellow. And in their messages later in the episode, you'll hear why, along with the importance of the vibration of the color yellow. I just love synchronicities like that, and I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. If you haven't received a contumble divination before, you are in for a treat when you hear Aislinn channel them at the end of this episode. They bring through beautiful messages for all of us, and I left in their response to my personal question as well, because I think there's something in there for more than just me. And so... Please enjoy my conversation now with Aislinn and the Cantumbly. Well, welcome Aislinn to the Earth Keepers podcast. So excited to have you here today to chat with you and also with the Contumblay in a little bit. Yes, thank
1: you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, well, let's just jump right in. I'm really (laughs) curious to know, what was your first interaction with the Where, Where and how did you meet them?
1: Oh wow. <laughs> that's a that's a fun and funny question because there for me and I think for everybody who has a relationship to the contemplative or really any little person <laughs> or a little nation of little people there's a conscious moment and then there are the moments that you realize afterwards. And so for me the my first Interaction where I was very conscious of connecting with the little people was when I was kind of on the beginning of my healer's path and opening up to playing with spirit. I had been seeing and hearing entities for a while and spiritual beings, but not really knowing how to deal with that. And also, a part of me wasn't really convinced that it was real, right? The conditioned part of me was still very much coming from fear. Um, But I had started with taking some classes and I was in a, a Reiki class and I was connecting with, you know, playing with talking to spirit. And one day I asked, I felt this presence around and I asked what it was and it was a fairy. Um, It was a fairy that was talking to me and it kept showing me, I was just sitting in a little field in New Orleans, (laughs) somewhere a couple of blocks from the home that I lived in. It kept showing me like a bracelet and something about wanting this bracelet and I didn't quite understand what it had meant. But what ended up happening from that interaction was that I went to my Reiki class the following week. And I mentioned to my teacher and the other student there who happened to be her, her partner and her husband, that I talked to a fairy and I was afraid to tell them this (laughs) because I was so still coming from that, you know, that conditioned reality, but the response from them was something that unlocked an entirely new chapter of my life. And I'd have, I had At that moment, I had no idea of the gravity (laughs) and the, I just, I want to say like the destiny points and pathways that were lining up for all that to happen at that time. And so my Reiki teacher's husband, he came to me after a couple of days and he said, you know, I've been thinking about how you said that there was a fairy that spoke to you. And we're actually having an event here next week. We're hosting a woman who is a contumble diviner. And she channels the little people. Would you like to come? Would you be interested? And so I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) And so I went to that house ceremony. And that's where I first, you know, consciously met the contumble. And it was a very profound experience in that, ceremony, the contumble, you know, they'll sometimes in in group ceremonies, they'll call out people directly and have specific messages. They'll, They'll bring messages for the whole, but then they'll call out specific people. And they called me out and they were like, the girl who talked to the fairy, the girl who talked to the fairy, you know, come here. And as soon as they spoke to me, I just started weeping. I couldn't help it. It just like, Avalanches of tears were rolling out of me. And those were the tears of remembering. I just didn't know it at that time. And they said, Beautiful girl, beautiful girl, you look just like we remember you. You're one of us. And I was weeping and weeping and weeping. And they gave me some more messages that at that time um, were beyond my comprehension, which is often the case with the medicine of the contemporary. A lot of the messages that they bring through are these seeds, right? These wisdom seeds that then unlock uh, pathways over time. And we can ground them through our, our experience, our experiences and our relationships with the environment around us and the people around us. And so there are seeds that they planted that really didn't make sense for like another five or six years. <laughs> but I was profoundly altered by that, that meeting and that moment with them. And I went on my way and I didn't um, come back into contact with them for about another year. So that was my first my first conscious experience with the Cantomblé and what would be probably a series of uh, other stories would be after the years unfolded, the moments that I realized that they were there all along and how they were there.
0: You want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs>
1: Why not? (laughs) Well, you know, one of the most profound ones that really took a few years to catch up to me um, has to do, let's see, how could I tell this story? So um, it's like you, you know this, Amy, because when we're on this path, we have things trickle through that are like little puzzle pieces or little windows of memory, and we kind of catalog them. Um, in whatever way we find, you know, necessary. And a lot of things probably get forgotten, but for whatever reason, there's certain things that we feel like writing down or that really stick with us. And then over time, if we're lucky, that puzzle piece will link into something and we'll be able to make sense of it. And so that's what happened with this particular story was I was on a quest where... I was in Europe and I was walking the Camino del Santiago, and I was walking the Camino del Norte, which is the northern way. It goes through Basque country. In Basque country um, is the land of my ancestors on my maternal side. It's got a grandmother who had a father from the Basque country, and so I was having all these waves of ancestral remembering in my time walking that Camino, and I was doing it alone and. Lots of dreams were coming through. And I was feeling in, in hindsight, a lot of um conditioning was being like stripped from my being and that time on that walk and on that path. And I was feeling the cantumbly very strongly and making little shrines along the way and connecting with the earth and having a lot of potent dreams. And one of the dreams I had was of these little clay. Statues of little people, and it was just that one image. And for whatever reason, I felt like jotting it down in my journal that I had, and kind of forgot about it. And then years went by, and um, I was called to my, you know, and my initiation, my more formal, you know, entryway into the path of diviner, which is where I trained with Elder Maladoma Somme, who has now passed, um, and just want to send him some love and some blessings. But when I was there, part of the initiatory process involves these little clay statues. (laughs) And so through the process of, you know, making these clay statues, I remembered that when I was in high school, my senior year, I was in AP art. I, for whatever reason, had this total switch, like AP art, you had to choose your medium and choose what you wanted to work with. And I was really lost at that time in my life. I didn't really want to go to college. I I didn't know what my path was. And I was drawn toward theater, but I felt like Art might be a second option, and so for whatever reason, I picked clay, and I'd never worked with clay in all of high school. And I that entire senior year, all I made were statues of little fairies and African masks. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> like all I made, <laughs> like incessantly, and we still have. I one of them survived. And it's in my house, and um I keep it on you know in my bedroom and then another one of the big African style masks is in my parents house so that's when it kind of all clicked into place I'm like wait
0: what they were there with you (laughs) even then yes (laughs) I love it I love it well tell us a little bit more about the lineage that you were initiated into because obviously the little people I'll go by different names and kind of different qualities in some ways in different cultures and different parts of the world. But, you know, what is the specific relationship between the Kuntomble and the people in this lineage that you're a part of?
1: Yes, that's a great question. So the contumble are the little people from the Dagara tribe in Burkina Faso in West Africa. And they are the they are seen as an essential part of the consciousness of the village. So the contumble, they're known to live in the caves, um, live inside the earth, they live in, in the mountains. Um, they have different ways of arriving to earth, like different nations of little people can arrive through, say a falling star or a lightning striking a tree. But in West Africa, in in this village, they are really known for living in this one particular cave. And the relationship that they have with that tribe, it, the way that Alder Maladoma explained it was that they're a bit more intense over there than they are with Westerners. <laughs> Like the way that they'll come through and bring their messages through are can be um, very very demanding, and that translates in the West as well. But in the West, they bring more humor, they bring more flavor, um, like sweetness, the flavor of sweetness. And the reason why they do this that Elder Maladoma shared is because there's so much separation there's so much severance there's so much divorce from that innate consciousness of the village and from you know the connection to our mother earth that we need that sweetness so that we can soften and that we can be in a way sort of uh, enticed into that receiving state where we'll really be in communion with them like our minds are harsh enough so we have to be kind of woven into that state of remembrance where our heart is open and so in in the village they have diviners and they have different types of diviners they'll have stick diviners uh, they have voice diviners and the diviners that are the voice diviners the cantombly diviners will go through different series of initiations and mentorship and develop a really intimate relationship with these beings over time. Um, that you know the way that 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 intimacy is fed and and nurtured and fostered is often through offerings and through ritual. So yeah, that's that's how they are. There's a lot of stories if you if you're curious looking into the spirit of water by Elder Maladoma Omei. It's his first book, and there's some great stories of interactions with the contemble there. Um, Kind of explains what they'll look like, how they appear, the different forms that they can take. When he first saw them, they took the form of a rabbit. And um, they've been described as having uh, kind of a red skin, like a red looking skin, being like um, about this, this tall, like two and a half feet tall. Um, but I've also seen other ones that, that have blue, they have a blue skin and blue body. And some of those are a little bit taller and think that they're kind of a hybrid. (laughs) So the village that I walk with is a combination of these, these red contemblé and then some of these blue contemblé.
0: That's beautiful. And I'm sure there'll be people who think wait a minute, <laughs> that's familiar now that they hear your hear your description as well. <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned that they talk in riddles and rhymes. Uh, and so I'm just kind of curious, especially since we'll, you know, all be receiving a message from them, like, what are your suggestions or how do you find it's best to receive and integrate and, you know, maybe understand, but maybe not, uh, some of the messages that come through from them.
1: Yeah. The best way is to surrender expectations, (laughs) which I know is very hard for the mind to hear.
0: It's like working with any of, (laughs) any of these spirit, you know, plant spirits, all of these, uh, types of energies is usually the
1: the same like, they tell us and then we get frustrated and we're like but there's got to be another way
0: <laughs> then two years later we're like oh that's what they were trying to tell us. <laughs> now I get it
1: and it really is that way with the contumble uh they their messages can take a some time to sink in some things might apply right away and they'll kind of like you know uh, be like keys that start unlocking doors but that whole like maybe we unlock the first door but we don't know where that whole corridor in the castle is taking us like are we going to the basement or are we going up the tower like <laughs> we don't know are we going into a volcano or are we going to uh, the moon I don't know <laughs> right so really surrendering to the mystery and then in terms of integrating In the short term, of course, spending as much time in nature as possible, being in water has really helped me to integrate. I'm going through a bit of a process with them right now where I'm being asked to integrate a lot that has come through me. And so that means revisiting recordings of divinations, listening to the channeled information again, and really letting it sink into the physical body and integrate. and ground in this now time. And so I would recommend that to anyone who also is receiving from them, whether it be the first time or you know, the hundredth, <laughs> that going back and listening again allows the medicine to integrate on all levels because there is an energy that's transmitted through the sound of their language when I'm channeling them, when I'm bringing them through, they're talking in their ancient mother tongue. So it's a, it's a language. Um, it's a language of the stars. It's a language of you know the ancient earth. It's a language of the grandmothers. And that sparks remembering in us in a way that is often beyond words. And so when it's then translated into words, everything that they say, well, it is rhyme and riddles it often has multiple meanings. So they'll repeat things three times. And when you're listening, you might hear the first time, you might hear one meaning. And the second time you might hear a different. And then the third, another layer unlocks. Um, Sometimes you just hear one because that's all you need to hear. That's all you can hear in that moment. But when you go back and re-listen, the the duplicate or the, the triple meaning unlocks. So that's kind of how they operate and how their, their messages and transmissions operate. It's They're bringing through um, activations to the DNA, to the energy body, luminous energy field, things like that.
0: I love it. And it's such a good point that I think we want to understand things with our minds, but I'm sure you've had the experience like I have sometimes where something comes into your awareness and your mind goes, ah, oh, like I got it. And then immediately you're like, I don't know what I got, but I just got it. <laughs> right? It's like, it just somehow came into my body, into my energy field, but there's no words for it. I don't know what it was, but I know that it was received. And so I, I think you're right. The more we can release the need to, you know, put it all together in some kind of linear fashion in our mind the more opportunity we have to receive it.
1: Absolutely. And that's when we can like, we can really trip ourselves up when we try to do that and not even realize. (laughs) And and that's one of the ways that I continue to be humbled by them. (laughs) To see, even in, in, you know, being in relationship to them in this way for a number of years, that even I still do that. And even I still need to go through periods of, breaking down you know whatever I've constructed <laughs> or where
0: they're sending you back and like we've already told you go go find it <laughs> it's there somewhere
1: <laughs> exactly and, and I maybe you can relate to this or you you have something to say about this but I find that those uh, moments of realization well they're so profound they're often so simple always sometimes it gets very <laughs> frustrating because you're like couldn't you just have told me this like a year ago and they are like you were <laughs>
0: we've been saying the same thing I know <laughs> I always feel like am I do I do I miss the obvious right I mean sometimes <laughs> I think yes but <laughs> there's things or or I really do take things really literally and then it's much later That I realize it wasn't literal at all, right? It it is in a rhyme or a uh, a poem or a song or something that I needed time to understand the bigger meaning or or the alternate meanings, like you're saying, and and it isn't as cut and dry as I maybe first imagined it to be or heard it to be.
1: Right, exactly. And we need that. We, as much as we might not like that from the get go, we need that so that we can go on these journeys. Uh, being kind of pieced back together again, (laughs) put back together and these journeys of, of wholeness making. It's kind of how I'm hearing it right now.
0: Yeah. And I think it's an invitation back to the mystery, right? That we have lived in a world and a culture, I mean, for all of our lives, but for many generations now where it's so focused on the mind and it's so focused on trying to figure out, you know, the truth, whether it's, you know, the scientific truth or the um, literary truth or that whatever, you know, that there's this one truth in every scenario and all we have to do is learn it and memorize it. And I think working in this way invites us back to the place where, you know, we don't have all the answers and, and nobody has all of the answers and maybe it is a riddle and maybe we do have to play with it and explore it or just let it be and just let it be a mystery and let that be okay. And I think some of that is just the the deconditioning for ourselves in this culture that we've grown up
1: in. Yeah, and there's, excuse me, there's such an inherent humility in that. Like it it returns us to a humility or a humbleness that we get stripped of just by being born into the, the society. And it, in doing that, it, it opens up, you know, uh, realization of the necessity for each other, for the necessity of community. And I'm kind of hearing them, like, pipe in a little bit right now. And they're talking <laughs> about, you know, this is the language of the goddess. Like, they're speaking in the language of the goddess. And the goddess uh is she going to (laughs) be speaking in the same language as the mind no you know because that's what we've come so far away from and so there's something to that and um yeah something to when we surrender we we remember that we need each other and through needing each other we also allow the the consciousness of the village to re-emerge and rebuild itself again.
0: I love that that's beautiful
1: yeah
0: <laughs> well I'm curious over your years of doing this like if you had to really zoom out and look at the messages as a whole uh that you've received in all of your communication with the contumbly like is there a theme do you feel like they kind of have a an overarching message that tends to come through when you're communicating with
1: them? Yes, I think we've been talking about it, you know. they I got will. ahead of my own, my own
0: curiosity.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like they will t- to, to no end, you know, make fun of us for how uh, we try to analyze things and intellectualize things. And, t- and, and in the process of doing that, we almost like separate ourselves from the thing, the very thing that's right in front of us. And so that's one of the core themes of their messaging I feel uh the you know the return to the mother the return to the earth and inherently in that process the return to ourselves the return to finding home within ourselves and that's a process that involves many beings that involves the ancestors involves the beings of the natural realms, the nature spirits, all nations of little people. And so there's a lot of uh through lines to their messaging, but at the heart of it is this motion toward repair and this motion toward reconnecting that which has become disconnected through generations, uh, you know, countless generations, perhaps even eons <laughs> between the children of the earth which includes us and all living beings whether they're plant children or sasquatch children or you know the the small little doe you know all all children of the earth and the mother and say that's the through line and you know then there's other uh acts like acts in the show that they'll repeat again and again about you know, how we do that is we get out of how we get out of our mind as we get into our heart and in in particular into the heart of the child that lives within us. And so that is the thing that they brought through again and again and again to, uh, to me and to those that they speak to through me is how do we reawaken the heart of the child within us? Because we need to be in touch with that heart if we're going to be proper stewards and mothers and fathers and aunties and uncles to the actual children coming in for the generations to come and that you know that is that's the glue that helps this consciousness of the village to re-emerge and that's that's what they're all about that that consciousness coming to life again
0: I love that vision and it really leads me to my to my other question for you is really on this vision and I've asked a handful of guests this season kind of to envision um, the same type of thing but you know based on your experiences and where we're at if you can think of this future timeline where we're all back in connection, back in community. You know, what does that look like? What does that feel like to you? Uh <laughs> easy, easy question, right?
1: <laughs> I'm laughing because my answer, it might be like a wah-wah And like, and and that's not uh it's just honest for where I'm at right now in my own spiralic process. And I can't not be honest and that I can't not come from that place and where I am right now is I'm moving through a lot of grief around that and and I think that's something that I'm learning and maybe this is a part of the maturation process with them <laughs> is that when I first kind of teamed up with them I really all the visions that they they showed me I was like oh yeah this is going to happen like next year like any minute now (laughs) you know like oh this is gonna be my life like in the next few years let's do that and that's really beautiful like that's the the idyllic nature of like that the young heart and the the visionary we need that and so you could say that like the there's a little bit of a disassembly of that going on with me right now and in that disassembly there's grief but I think that that is so important for all of us to go through and really honor when we're there and acknowledge when we're there, because when we do that, we move it out and we actually get closer to (laughs) bringing the vision here. And so I've been through a lot of, you know, waves like that with them. We were, kind of talking about that a little bit before the nature of like this work and the upgrades and the breakdowns. And so I th- I do think that another really important piece of bringing, dueling that in, dueling the consciousness of the village back into form is honoring our grief and having uh, grief ceremonies, having um, something that my... My partner, who is also very close to the little people that he's talked about before, that was an image that they gave him where, uh what he calls ghost gardens, having ghost gardens, like places that are kind of like graveyards, but they're more like gardens where the offerings are made and that those realms of the hungry are tended. And I think that there's gotta be a lot of innovation around the way... <laughs> okay I can somebody like they're like innovation around relations <laughs> right <laughs> There's a lot of innovation around relation around the way we're relating and innovation around rotation the way the, the way we're rotating <laughs> through the seasons with ourselves and so I think I think that that's also part of the beauty of the process like that we If we just woke up tomorrow and it was here, we would have been robbed of that whole journey of, you know, grieving and then creating and innovating and in that process, learning more of who we really are. And so that's what I have to say about it right now.
0: (laughs) I think that's a brilliant answer. And I I 100 percent agree on this journey and and kind of feeling some of those highs and lows as, as the years go by. And I think I had an interesting reframe and I can't remember what it was a book I was reading. I can't remember what book it was now, but the author was talking about how, you know, let's say we have 80 years on earth is as, as a lifetime, like that, that's such a tiny little drop in the bucket mm. to think about what projects you could really truly accomplish, right? That you're really, if you think about it more in what, is, what are these bigger projects that I am accomplishing over many lifetimes, then it feels more like What you know, what can be completed in this lifetime, but doesn't get me right, doesn't get us to the end. And there's some part of that reframing that helped me be like, it's okay if it doesn't happen in this lifetime, right? (laughs) That we it's okay if we're not the ones that, you know, we just we Mm. contribute like whatever our little pieces are to whatever is is coming next. But you know, I think we can't also all help but yearn Mm. for and imagine this future place that we hope we're going to and we want to inhabit
1: yeah and I thanks for saying that because it reminds me of something that they were you know they were coming to me this morning when I was meditating and kind of talking about this actually of course <laughs> <laughs> naturally and um and I do believe it does already exist I believe that it exists and I'm why do I believe that because I've experienced it I've had I've gone in and out of pockets of being like really uh I would say like like feeling really plugged in to an intact village consciousness you know it's just has it been something that's been overarching and long lasting as like the through line and theme of my life not yet not yet but what they were saying this morning was that um, we're all a part of a village, even if we don't know it yet, that if it, whether it's just one plant that's outside your doorstep, if you're living in a city or your pet or one person, you know, that is enough for you to be in a village. Mm-hmm. And that was really you know, that really struck me when they said that and they were kind of showing why, because it's through tending that relationship by nurturing and nourishing it, even if it's just that one connection, that it's going to start opening you up to another one, one other person is connected to maybe one other thing and another. And so maybe we're in these little fragmentations of this consciousness that's yearning to find itself again. And how we be good stewards of that and good participants in that process is through, I think most simply of all kindness, being kind to others, being kind to strangers, having compassion and just having the door like a little, like what if, what if that door was just a smaller crack open than you've been holding it? And what I mean is, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of us, Um in different places, but a lot of people kind of close close down how they interact out in the world. What if we just crack that door a little open a little bit more? You know, and you can use curiosity and be out and about and just like curious, like what magic is possible here? What harmony can come into this place? What um heart connection can I find here? And just by being that walking question and also that walking prayer they'll show us the way
0: well thank you for sharing that that it is a beautiful vision and it is it does help reframe kind of the the place we might be imagining we live in right now and what's also possible in this place where
1: we're living Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a big line of their their messaging because so much of that perception is just that the way we're perceiving it has been entrained or it is artificial in nature and so we need that that help to kind of like jump over the fence and um splash into the pond (laughs) of possibility and play and they're all hanging out there they've got you know their floaties and their (laughs) There are summer drinks and, you know, they're waiting for us to dive in.
0: (laughs) Well, perfect. We will wrap up our conversation on that note and that vision (laughs) and we'll be shifting to the actual divination here momentarily. But before we do, I do want you to share where people can find your work and connect with you.
1: Yes. So I have a website it's the name of my practice www.singswithtrees.com so all my offerings are listed there i do private contemplative divinations i teach courses on earth based ritual got a program coming up that is a mentorship program it's a group mentorship program so it's a combination of group calls and one-on-one sessions and I also do private mentorships. So all, um, all of that, the only thing that's not listed right now are the private mentorships. But if you're interested, all you can you can just get in contact with me through my website. Um, my email is really simple. It's acelyn at singswithtrees.com. And then my Instagram account is singswithtrees with a period between, uh, yeah, sings.with.trees. <laughs>
0: Perfect. And I will include all of that in the show notes so people can get directly in touch with you. So thank you so much for chatting with me. And we're going to take a short break and move on with a divination from the Kintoli for all of us. All right. Sounds good.
1: Thank you so much. Okay. So there's probably some things that could be helpful to know before hearing and receiving what's about to come through. So what can be helpful to know if you're getting ready to listen to this and receive from them, whether it's your first time or you've heard from them before, Uh, they love offerings. So setting out a little bowl of honey or a bowl of water, something sweet um, can really help nurture the connection. And even if you're not able to do that at this moment, doing it afterward kind of retroactively can be really supportive to connecting with the contemble. It also likes uh, seeds, nuts, spirits like wine and liquor and it's you know pretty generally not the best thing to listen to while doing another activity like driving or (laughs) Even cleaning your house, it's it's really best received when in an intentional manner, well, you know, you're kind of sitting in a meditative state or even lying down, that's really going to make the most of, um, you know, being able to receive and integrate their messages. So I'll start with an invocation and when I do that invocation, you'll hear the the rattle and the bells. you, might hear me say a lot of things and it might not totally come through but once the connection is made and i'm translating that will be clear do you have any questions for me i don't think so we're okay. ready all right let's do
0: it <laughs> let's do it all right <clears throat>
1: I call for the healthy and supportive ancestors of uh, Amy and the participants who will be listening in the future. And I ask that a field of love and protection be created around each of us so as not to allow anything to enter the space and that we 100% aligned with the source and with our higher selves, path and purpose. Thank you, Santango. Thank you, ancestors. I'm so late. Are you ready to connect? <laughs> so the contemple they uh, they bring their greetings. They they say hello. They say hello to their new meetings. Their new meetings. And they bring sweet, sweet, sweet greetings. Sweet greetings, sweet greetings. say to all the new souls they are meeting. That they say they have known for a long, 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 long time. And so they say if uh, hearing if hearing them uh, sing to you and pray to you and play with you in this way Orangara. is sparking something in your soul Orangara. they ask you to look to look to look to look Orangara. deep within the bowl the bowl the bowl the bowl Orangara. of your souls Orangara. most ancient memory Orangara. And you'll see, you'll see, you'll see uh, that you've known, we, 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 you've known the we for a long, long, long time. (laughs) And so the Cantomblé, they kind of, they circle around us. They call us into their village circle. And they bring with them the stars that the ancestors have been carrying. They say, each one of you, each one of you, each one of you is born from a star, born from a star, born from a star that the ancestors have been carrying for many a generation. For many a generation. For many a generation. Uh, What a what a legacy! What a legacy! What a light! What a light! What a light! To be harbored with. What a light to be harbored with. Is it a light that you are burdened by? Or is it a light that you are lifted by? Is it a light that uh, guides you through the darkest inner earth caverns of ancestral memory? Is it a light that guides you through the fragmented uh, soul pieces of those who came before? Or is it a light that's a kite? It's a light that's a kite, a kite, a kite. A light that's a kite. Giving you flight, giving you flight, giving you flight. Where your uh, wings spread. They say like the wings of an egret. Like the white wings of an egret. Oh, la, 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 la. siphoning regret, siphoning regret. Oh, la, manga, I love what do. Uh, releasing regret, releasing regret. Oh, la, manga, oh, la, manga, Cutting the strings. Oh, la, yato, That keep you tethered to the luggage that your ancestors have been carrying for far too long, and giving you flight into ancestral realms that are celestial in nature. They say uh, we begin to speak to you about the star that you are, because. We want you to remember that you are celestial in nature. Mm -hmm. celestial, celestial, celestial Mm -hmm. in nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They say if you feel that you've forgotten yourself, if you feel that you've forgotten your inner elf go into nature, go into nature, go into nature. And commune with the celestial realms. They say all that is inherently of the earth is inherently of the stars. Because earth herself was always meant to be a star. And so they say, and we too, we too, we too, we the we, we the we, we the we, are also celestial in nature. They're saying that the primary message that they wish to bring to you today, the primary message which is about the nature of color, and the color in nature has everything to do with oh, la, the, the consciousness of the village being reborn in you. Oh, la, 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 la. Oh, la, wa. They say there are many, 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 many souls oh, la, la. who have come to earth oh, la, 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 la. Uh, throughout the last dozen generations, oh, la, la. and dozens more to come. Who are here to steward in the unseen colors of the rainbow. Uh, Colors that can be seen only through celestial eyes. Only through celestial eyes. They say your celestial eyes are the ones that lies. Uh, inside your heart, inside your heart, inside your heart. And so they say, put on the goggles of the heart (laughs) and you'll be able to see the earth. (laughs) <laughs> in this kind of ultra-violet color. <laughs> it's the, they're saying it's the colors of the bees, the colors that the bees see. <laughs> the colors that the bees see, born in you, born in me, born in you, born in me. <laughs> and alive, alive, alive in... They say we, the we, we, the we, we, the we. <laughs> and they say you and the other. <laughs> And your father and your mother are also a part of the we. They say all human people, <laughs> all people of uh, the human species or that are human in nature are also a part of the we. As in, their part little people, uh, too. They say this is ancestrally uh, known. <laughs> They say this can be ancestrally traced throughout the generations. That many of your ancient grandparents. Your ancient grandfathers, your ancient grandmothers, uh, they were born from the realm. The realm of the whales. Or the realm that is rather stewarded by and doulaed by the whales. They say this is the realm of the little people. They say the little people and the honeybee have always walked uh, side by side. They've always woven webs of prayers deep inside, deep inside, deep inside. The hearth of the mother. Always in step, always in, uh, in unison with, in unison with, the songs of the Whale Mothers, the Whale Mothers, and so they want to talk to us about these uh, ancestral allies, <laughs> who are important stewards, <laughs> holding open the, <laughs> they say, the, the the birthing portals of the new earth at this time, and <laughs> they're saying, as you know, the earth is birthing herself anew at this time, and <laughs> they say, as you, you, Amy know, the earth is birthing herself anew at this time and the way that she births <laughs> are kind of like the burps of an infant when an infant is uh, nursing, nursing, nursing upon the milk of the mother and then it has to burp <laughs> Well the mother's burps look like uh, the earthquakes happening deep inside the earth they look like the rumbles and ripples happening at the, uh, the bottom of the ocean floor they say, many inner-earth volcanoes, many in inner-earth volcano are a rumbling at this time. They say, this you know, this you know, this you know. Don't you, don't you, don't you? They're asking you, Amy, <laughs> if you want to answer them. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> well, they say, well, go, go ahead, you're, you're the expert, what's going on?
0: <laughs> yes, there, that's my uh, assessment as well. There's a lot of moving and shaking in the earth itself and a lot of um old energy being released through those movements or new things that are coming to the surface that haven't been here before.
1: Hmm. <laughs> It's a good, very good answer, very good answer. <laughs> they, uh, they concur, they approve. They say they concur, us. they do not conquer. And the rumblings coming up from inside the inner earth mother. Uh, well, they're kind of uh, they encoded with the intention of disassembly. As in disassembling all that has uh, been bent toward conquering her. So So we can feel like we're on a wild ride, standing at the helm of a ship in the most tumultuous storm in the ocean. And I say that ship is our ancestral inheritance. That ship is our ancestral memory. We must become equipped to man the ship or woman the ship of ancestral memory well how do we do that? They we'll say we need to acquaint uh, uh, ourselves with the sales, the sales, the sales, the sales. They we'll say what sales are you paying attention to? What sales are buying your intentions? Are they celestial sales? Are they an ancestral sales? they're or are they artificial sales uh, coming to you through your app on Instagram? Oh they say acquaint yourself with the sales of ancient ancestral remembrance. what is that what you will weather the storm of these changing times. And so they want to go back to the honeybee, what they were saying about the honeybees. They were saying that the honeybees, before they entered the earthly realm, uh, they upholded, and were the, in a way, the guardians and gatekeepers of, but not only the guardians and gatekeepers, they were just, they essentially were, like the emissaries of the earthly dimension. That their consciousness is always in unison with in unison in a way that can be uh, heralded and howled across all dimensions with the heart of the mother. And so before we came into physical time we were in a a different form of earthly time. And this is a time that the bees were the keepers of in the form of consciousness that they were that was etheric and otherworldly us this why are they bringing this stuff uh, forward to us today so, well they know that you Amy are a, a keeper of the mysteries of the bees you're a tender of the mysteries of the bees but even more importantly or just as importantly they want to to know who some of our uh, most essential stewards are in this birthing and doula process. They say many of them live in the animal realms, in the insect realms. Many of them live in the the nature realms. They're alive and thriving all around us. And then others are facing uh, very, very serious decrees. very 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 serious decrees (laughs) (laughs) and so this elder Cantomboli says they're crying for us to recognize the level of degradation that has been enacted in recent history Uh, upon the, the forest the rainforests of the world and the tree people, the tree nations, the tree people. They say the severance of the mother could be mirrored in the cutting down of the trees. The severance of the mother can be mirrored in all that is uh, left to float in the ocean. All the pollution. Inside you there's a solution, inside you there's a solution, inside you there's a solution. There's a solution to this pollution and degradation of the mother. And as they say uh, solution they also so- show the secretion. They show the secretion of the sacred fluids that uh, drip from our inner tree of life, Uh, the secretions of the spinal cord, the spinal fluid dripping from the inner tree of life. They say let your inner solutions uh, become the secretions. They say these secretions are always in communion with the cetaceans. And so they're talking about the process of remembering and this uh, internal process that happens when the nectar, the inner nectar drips down into our third eye. And the oracles of the earth, but also all the people of the earth, or uh, the can tune into the secretions that align them with the songs of the cetaceans. They say it's an interesting scientific word that you humans have come up with to call this whale nation and these aquatic nations to call them the cetaceans but in some ways it's accurate because their songs mark citations 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 on the evolution and revolution of not just human-made history or uh true earth history. But the whales, in their songs, they hold citations of celestial memory that spans across time, it lives beyond time, so if you want to be on time, if you want to be, on the bees' time. We need to go into cetacean time. (laughs) And we need to move beyond time. And so this is a message, you know, for, yes, the the oracles and the bridges on the planet. This is a message for both uh, you and me, Amy. But they say this is a, a message also for just anybody who is on their own, humble journey of remembering. That they say, we, the we, we, the we, we, the we. We, the little people, uh, beckon you to be on bees' time and uh, put on the goggles of your heart (laughs) (laughs) and remember the celestial in nature. They say the heart is where you start, the heart is where you start, the heart is where you start. To unravel the ancestral memory living inside your bones. So they say there's much more that they could say. (laughs) They say perhaps another day. (laughs) Uh, For now they are... uh, they, they feel that the rest that they want to share will come through and, Linda, um, and be opened by the questions that you have for them, Amy. So they're open to the questions now. <clears throat> okay, well,
0: thank you, Cantabile. I hadn't want, thought about asking about the bees and then didn't write that down as a question. So <laughs> they, they brought that through anyhow, but connecting with the um, these other energies, I am curious to know uh, what their connection or partnership is with the Bigfoot
1: beings. (laughs) (laughs) They say, oh, our cousins, our cousins. Oh, our cousins, our brothers, our cousins. They say the Bigfoot are our brothers and our sisters. I do they say the little people in the bigfoot. I don't they like to roll together? <laughs> they say, oh, that's how we roll, that's how we roll. Where we go, the bigfoot go. go where the big where the bigfoot are, we are too. I they say we're not always like two peas in a pod, but I <laughs> don't we're stewarding the same vision through. And that's the vision of the inner earth medicine rising up on the planet. And so they're talking about this uh, yellow frequency, the yellow frequency, which is the frequency of the, the inner earth medicine, That yellow color. They're saying, um, the yellow is like the color that connects the little people on the Bigfoot. It, uh, it's the realm that they both serve. And why is that? Because it's sunlight in physical form. They say, of course, all color is sunlight in physical form, but yellow in particular uh, has a, it has a specific uh, frequency that it transmits. And it's one that um, opens the heart and retunes the energy centers to that of the mother. And so you'll see the golden honeyed hives of the bees, uh, the yellow of the bees, and the glittering gold energy that comes up out of the earth. Um, these are uh, all beings who dwell in and tend to the same realm. And so they say, where the big where the bigfoot go, the little people go. With the bigfoot know, the little people know. They are our cousins, they are our brothers. And they're also guardians. Uh, They're saying they're guardians of the birthing of the village consciousness. They say um, whenever a, a village consciousness is in the process of going through rapid evolution on the earth the bigfoot are there it, may, it might be a yeti it might be a different kind of sasquatch or bigfoot but they're there and so that's what they have to say about
0: that i love it thank you um, well, another question that I have is that I've been receiving a lot of messages this year around the weather, and I'm just wondering if they could uh, shed any light on that or have any thoughts about what's happening with the weather.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. I did that, I did well, there's a lot they can say about it. I and so I, what I feel they're requesting is for you to maybe... S- get a little more specific with the question or like share a specific thing, like a specific message that's been coming to you about it. um, If that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I
0: think. um, There's been a lot of guidance to create things, create tools or devices or things in the physical uh, to work with the weather on an energetic um, basis. And. Hmm. Let me think of like what my specific question is around that, but just that um, kind of, I guess this on this marrying of the physical plane and the energetic plane to work with the weather, or if they have um, any additional guidance, I guess, on that.
1: Yeah. um, yeah. So as you were talking, like I'm seeing, like, um, they're showing like different types of kind of regalia or talismans, like a talisman that, that, your guides would have you build. Is that kind of what you've been seeing? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so. (laughs) So they have a message that's like partly for you and also partly for the collective here. (laughs) They're saying that our (laughs) our otherworldly allies, (laughs) the beings of earth and star, which includes our ancestors and these many beings of the natural realms will be calling on more and more uh, light workers, uh, soul, soul remembers to create in uh, physical form expressions of their connections to these realms. Um, in the language of the contamble, <laughs> in the language of this lineage that is a talisman. A <inaudible> uh, talisman, talismanic tool, <inaudible> uh, a talisman that could be worn as regalia. <inaudible> and it's kind of like they say like putting on your superhero suit. <laughs> Like your spacesuit, or like a diver putting on um, their goggles and putting on their breathing tank. That so we've got to adorn ourselves with these different talismanic tools and regalias at certain levels in the journey, like it marks certain levels of. Um, Like, it marks certain levels of initiation and certain levels of connection with your team and with your allies. And then it becomes a vehicle from which they can support you. And why do we need this at this time? Why? 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 Well, they say, well, we don't have to tell you about what's really going on with the weather. We don't have to tell you about what's really going on with the weather. Do we? Do we? They're asking you, do we?
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm well
1: aware. (laughs) And so for anyone who might not be, (laughs) they say that these um, tools can also act as protection and deflection from those artificial energies that are being um, kind of pumped into the weather system at this time. And they keep us in alignment with the heart. And sometimes these uh, these kind of talismanic tools are yeah uh, yeah. You they're not made or built for you. They're built for other helpers on the team, so to speak, like other beings on the Earth team. So there might be a call for something to be built and then offered at a specific you know land or location. And that's a tool that's going to now be used by the Bigfoot Nation. Or, uh, you know, there's something that's going to be built that's now going to be used by the little people that like overlook this one river. <laughs> and they say like this might be um, like considered a bit more advanced learning, but it's all inside, it's all inside us and so they say if you're out in nature and you're starting to see these things coming to you like feathers and stones and different things that you're um, that have been like clearly coming to you that might be something like this coming together and of course like to have discernment and to not go out just taking anything and everything that you see Um, That would be the opposite of what is really happening here. There has to be a clear heart resonance. And um, that's kind of what they're showing about that. Oh, the say the feathers, the feathers, the feathers, the feathers. the feathers help with the weather. Oh, the, the feathers, the feathers, the feathers, the feathers. connect you with the weather. Oh, and they show also different tools of deflection, like um. Oh, the um, uh, pieces that include like an element of iron or hematite or like a like a shell, a reflective shell. That would be more specifically for you, Amy. So that's what they have to say. (laughs) And they're ready for your next question.
0: Okay, well, I guess this one's a little bit more personal, but just if there's any specific messages related to, uh, or from my ancestors that want to come through. Well,
1: right away, I'm I'm seeing a grandmother. And they're showing your maternal lineage. And they're saying that this is a grandmother um, far back on your maternal lineage. <laughs> that you've already been well practiced in connecting with. <laughs> they show that um, she is a part of the reason why <laughs> you were reconnected with uh, grandmother Amanita, with Amanita Medicine. <laughs> And in fact, that she is one of the main reasons uh, why you're reconnected with a lot of the different beings and spiritual allies that come to you on your path. Oh, that's oh, yeah. That she's sort of um... a. <laughs> They're saying like a connector, a connector. Like a gardener. Uh, like a matchmaker. <laughs> she makes the matches between you and your different spiritual allies and helpers. She helps you to tend your garden. And so she's asking you to to continue saving your seeds and to be building up your seed bank she's saying there's new seeds that want to come to you and as these new seeds arrive there'll be new um elemental allies uh, uh, new friends to make Uh, one of the ways that she this is making me laugh because they're like, matchmaker, matchmaker. Like, one of the ways that she matches you with these different spiritual allies are through the seeds that come to you. So they say to see the messages that she's writing to you in the seeds. So this is a very ancient grandmother. This is a very ancient grandmother. And she works closely with um, your celestial team and your the grandmothers that have walked with you throughout lifetimes, like the grandmothers of the soul. And so they're showing the corn. And they're saying um To become a a, a, a steward of the corn and the squash. They say the corn, it it holds an ancient memory. And they're talking about the connection between. Um, the memory housed in these ancient corns, these ancient are uh, showing like um, like ancient ancient um, heritage you know type like Aztec lion corn. Also that there's a lightning that lives inside them. And that lightning is also alive inside the mycelial networks uh, deep within the earth. And so this is also connected to the, the tool that you are being called to build. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they say you're becoming acquainted with lightning. <laughs> oh, you like, get ready, get ready. <laughs> it's gonna be a rumbling ride. They say follow the lightning, follow the lightning, follow the lightning. <laughs> deep inside. Deep inside. Deep inside. <laughs> They're like, we'll be there waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Holding our lanterns lighting the way. <laughs> and they say this the same we have to say to all those who are listening in the future. Have the bravery, have the presence of courage in your heart, be willing to go within your inner uh, caverns and taverns, <laughs> and we'll be waiting inside with uh, with our cheers and our lanterns. And they say you can uh, make an offering of a coin to them too. make an offering of a coin and we'll be seeing you thank you <laughs> thank you <Contumber. laughs> thank you so I'll just do a official closing of this space with them. i want to take a moment to thank all of our healthy and supportive ancestors, all of our guides and guardians, all of the beings who walk with us, the tall ones and small ones and winged ones too, for the absolute love that they are and have always been to each of us. Thank you, Kentomble, Thank you all, little people, nations, for the messages that came through today to all the beings that were a part of this. I honor and acknowledge each and every one of you. I thank you. I close this space and maintain the sweet connection to you all as always. And so it is. And um, this is a message for the listeners. If after receiving this, you feel called to make the offering of a song to the little people, they love to receive songs as offerings too. And so you could go make us sing a song. Um, maybe out in nature to a tree and um, leave your offerings for them there. Well, thank you. Thank
0: you so much. And thank the Cantombly as well. That was lovely and beautiful. And I actually received a coin last week. That was so nice. where I put it. <laughs> so when you said that, I'm like, I know what coin they want.
1: <laughs> wow. Mm.
0: <laughs> must be the one <laughs> <laughs> it must be the one I know I, I'm like what did I do with that I know I picked it up put it in my pocket so <laughs> I find it now <laughs> thank you for that that was so beautiful and lovely and yes a lot to maybe not think about but feel into as we were talking about <laughs> earlier <laughs>
1: A lot to sit with, huh? A lot to sit with. Perfect. Lots to, to play with.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Many beautiful messages. And the bees have been on my mind a lot lately. And so that was a perfect message with them as well.
1: Yeah, they've always been very close to the cantomblé. The cantomblé brought many messages through about the bees over the years. And um, it's not surprising that one of their favorite offerings is honey. Mm. So I'm glad that they, you know, had something to say about them today. It feels yeah, in line with all the the great work you're doing in the world. So thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's on my
0: altar. So it is shared with them both honey and uh, as as prompted by my ancestors for a couple of years. I finally last year got around to learning how to make my own wine. So I wow. shared that with them as well
1: oh that's so special yeah they were very insistent that I offer them meads today
0: oh how funny yeah. yeah yep that was that's there's it's there for them but I'll probably take it outside and share it out there as well
1: oh, great they'll love that in the
0: garden Beautiful. Yeah, well, thank you so much again. It's been lovely catching up with you and sharing all of this. And thanks for being here on the podcast.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me and having the contemple. And yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime. (laughs) Yes, I would love that.
0: Sending my deepest gratitude to Aislinn for this inspiring discussion. And I hope you take a few minutes to share your gratitude and offerings with the Contumbly for the messages they shared with us here. If you enjoyed this episode and you think these ideas are worth spreading, I hope you'll share it with others. In the meantime, thanks for listening. And thanks for being here on the earth at this moment in time. I'll see you back here next week.